This is how like you make a not, grown man not, album. It was a grown man mm-hmm. album. Like Nas dropped some shit that was such a far cry from anything he'd done before. I would say anything that hip hop has ever seen. Speak Easy Studios. Speak and be heard. Yo, this is Stephen Lee. And I'm Frank Jackson. And And we we are are the Distinguished Critics. Critics. We're here to break down some of our favorite albums and songs and debate what's overrated, underrated, and everything in between. So join us as we go back and relive some of music's most iconic projects. Give us a listen wherever you get your podcasts, and please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and give us those five stars. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of This or That. I'm Stephen Lee, as always, joined by Frank Jackson, and today we're going to be discussing two albums that most people would hold as modern classics. That's right, we're talking about J. Cole's K.O.D., released on April 20th, 2018, and Nas's Magic, released on Christmas Eve, 2021. Frank, how you doing today, man? We made it to the 2020s. Hey. Hey, we got something. We're not trapped in 1996. Uh, except we are. <laughs> yeah. Because it's Nas. Yeah. Uh, we always but, find a way to work that in, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this is this is good. I'm actually excited to be doing something that's um, a little bit newer, something that's uh, a little bit fresher. And this is a kind of a discussing somebody's let's just call it their basically their third act in in hip hop mm-hmm. and and the growth um the growth of a legend in hip hop uh compared to somebody who's you know in, w- widely viewed as like the one of the greatest of this era some people say still growing i have thoughts on that right um but we'll get into that as well we'll get into that right uh but yeah i think this is i'm enjoying this cuz both of these albums have a lot to say about different things and they kind of uh have a they kind of have a link in a way they, so uh i liked this because um i think sometimes going like kind of a polar opposite route is fun and yeah. i think here you have a younger artist that's taking on themes and subjects that are yes. very mature and not really expected from him at this juncture in his career whereas the elder statesman is in I don't want to call it like the twilight and just enjoying life, but the, they're two totally opposite approaches to their music at this at this stage. Absolutely. Where do you so, want to start? So, um, I think uh, I think we should start at KLD. Okay, there's more to unpack there. Mm-hmm. So, um, this was this was after J Cole released uh, "For Your Eyes Only," right? Um, About which, two years after, which was. Uh, to me, just a, a massive uh, piece of shit album. And I didn't enjoy it at all whatsoever. At this point, I was kind of like out on cold. You're was, already pissing off his fans. I, I mean, we're, we're no, two and fine. a half minutes into this. It's so. fine. Okay. Um, and I, at this point, I was out on cold because I'm like, okay, I, I guess he just lost the hunger. Like, yeah, I get it. Okay, he's talking about important things, but... At the end of the day, I think sometimes people lose sight of, like, it still can't just be a boring-ass album. It can't just be an, an album of, like, just low energy, just you just talking about all this shit, and we're supposed to sit there and listen to you during this lecture. It still has to be intriguing in some way. Right. Throughout, it is music. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. so you want to be it's, drawn into it. That's the thing. It. At the end of the day, it is music. And uh, Look, throughout history, I mean, hip-hop is 
at at the end of the day, it is uh, poetry in the music form where you have someone that is kind of uh, explaining through their prism from the the less fortunate side of the socioeconomic scale, the so things that they a, see. There's always going to be elements of that, right? Well, of, yes. well, so what I'm saying is the most revered artists throughout hip-hop history have been really good at that, mm-hmm. right? Like you go, you go back to Grandmaster Flash with the message, and that's probably the first one, you know? And then... Um, it goes all the way up through Public Enemy, Tupac, right. and then it goes all the way up to K-Dot and Cole. And I, the reason I say that is because Cole fully pulled me back in with this mm-hmm. because this was that combination of both. I agree right? with that. This was really good music. This was still something that you could bounce to, but Cole is talking about incredibly important things on this album, dealing with important things, mental health and all of these uh all of these addictions from from actual drugs right. to clout chasing to phone addiction love to phone right. addiction right. like all of this different stuff and this is i think like this is the shit that Cole has in him mm-hmm. where he can marry these two worlds pretty perfectly because he is a brilliant MC. He's very he's a good. Brilliant yes. MC. Yeah. And he's a really smart dude. So I think KOD was the fruition of that. And, you know, we both prefer, um, like, this wasn't an EP. What was this, one song longer than what it would have taken to be considered um, an EP? And, uh, no, it was, it was a couple. This is a 12-song album. Oh, it was 12. Yeah, that's right. That's songs. right. This is 12 yeah. songs. Yeah, yeah. Now, Magic, um, which we'll we, discuss here in a little right. bit, that's nine songs. I had them reversed. Right. Um, we prefer shorter albums. So right. I, I enjoy the fact, too, that this one, both of them mm-hmm. are shorter albums. Um, concise and I think in in those 12 songs he was able to get done everything that he kind of wanted to say um, I don't know how true it is but he did say at I think one of his release parties that he basically put this whole album together in a, just a couple weeks because it was just all that's what he was feeling at him. the time right. feeling and it was just coming out and it was just pen to paper pen to paper right and well and, and great artists are able to do that like right. when that when you know when you're feeling a certain way about if something hits you like that yeah. they are able to channel that and then it does maybe turn into this kind of rapid fire like you're catching fire with what you're doing right. and you really want to capture all of this and put it out and i think with cole the thing for me is like his his career is just different in terms of like what you're getting with each album cuz if you look at like the sideline story. It's almost like a a collection of some of those songs from like the mixtapes almost. And it it is more of like your standard hip hop release. Then you have born center, which is still kind of that, but like, it's a really good album and you can tell that this guy's like an MC's MC 2014 is like that first glimpse of, I think like personal Cole, but he's like having fun with it. There's almost like a lighthearted, like adolescent feel with it. Right. Um, then you go to four year eyes only and it felt like too steep into this whole it, it was it was too much of a shift it wasn't balanced it wasn't balanced at all and it, again it was very boring and i think that that like to follow up 2014 with four year eyes only it's like oh man this is a significant step back and i'm not going to crucify him for that because there are there are artists that have done that in their career before and it's how you bounce back and i think kod um yeah to make a 12 song album and it really like subject matter wise, like this is a very bleak album. It is, We've yeah. talked about projects and it's like, you know, Hey, what is, what do you, 
consider the theme to be or the concept, if any, with this project? Well, this definitely has one, and it is that addiction thing, right? So I think it's a massive, like, risk for him to say, okay, I'm going to put this album out and go the the complete opposite way with what you would expect, uh, like, a, a top-of-the-game artist to be releasing at that point. This is not, like, luxury rap. This isn't the fun adolescent reminiscing rap. This is literally talking about... Uh, a whole generation of new artists and rappers and um, their addictions to all of these things and like how it, it almost went from in hip hop, like you glorify the the drug dealing, but now it's like you're glorifying the drug, the drug usage, yeah. right? Like from prescription pills to permethazine to all of this. And like, he basically said, Hey, I looked at like this whole sounds uh soundcloud uh landscape and basically modeled this album after that but changed the theme of well, it and he completely. even he even one thing that's so just clever to me about it like he even changed his flow to mimic mm-hmm. theirs since, right. since they all sound the same and it's it's still but it just shows you like he's so talented even using like that, that flow, yeah, it yeah, yeah. sounds great, right. and and you know what he's doing there. Um, so yeah, the KOD uh, stood for a few things: kids on drugs, king uh, overdose, king overdose right. and kill our demons. Right. Um, and I mean, literally in this album, he he kind of is addressing all three of those things, right? right? Um, yeah, I mean he he's he's kind of so the kids on drugs. I mean, you just spoke on that. That's kind of what he was referring to there. With the King Disease stuff, that's the stuff that's more about like him, King, right? King Overdose. I mean, sorry, uh, yeah. King King Overdose. Still got King Nas Disease, on your mind. On my mind. <laughs> yeah, uh, King Overdose. That's kind of talking about him, right? Where at the stage that he's at right now, right? And then you you have uh, songs like Kevin's Heart. That's kind of shit where he's talking about himself mm-hmm. and like how he's he's now on this level and he has to try to not fall victim to these Trappings. same things, right? right. And then the kill our demons part, that's that's kind of like, all right, is how do we overcome this Correct. shit? How do we become better than this shit? Um, you know, that throughout this album, he he does kind of, he's not just judging. He's also trying to offer ways to help. He is throughout this album saying stuff like, look, I got a, I got a better way. Right. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to try to self-medicate. You can, you can, there's therapy there's meditation. You could talk to me, right. shit. Like you know, Tr- so trying I, to take I, on I that. I do love OG that role. about this this album too. Is it's not just kind of like that that person wagging their finger, Preachy. like you don't need to be doing this right. shit. It's stupid. It's like, but I'm also here. Like, trust me, bro. I know exactly what you're going through. I've been through it. I can help you get through it. But you know, when you're at a certain age, uh, regardless of how it's being presented to you, you're not trying to hear that. You're shit. not trying to hear it. It's going to be viewed as criticism or, or hating or however you want to classify that, right? And I do feel like a number of rappers kind of came out and said said that, you know, basically like, who are you to tell me to not do this or where were you ten years ago? Like, you think you know, yada yada yada. But if you really actually listen to what he's saying on this album, it there's none of it that's like too preachy at all no it's very transparent it's very like you can tell that there's a deep concern with like this new wave of artists that are glorifying this and projecting that and not just for album sales they're actually living that and i feel like he recognized that especially you know being in the game and being around some of these new guys it's like whoa we need to take a step back and like try and analyze like what we're really pushing forward because 
hip hop was never about that back in the day. You never bragged about how much, how many drugs you were using or how many pills you were popping. And now you had songs, you know, like Percocet on the radio where it's like, you could tell he took issue with that. Um, I think like one of the songs that I love on this album too, because it's not just about addiction. He touches on a number of things that I think you deal with, with fame and the more money you make. He has a song on here called Brackets, which yeah. really talks about like, and it's easy to get on a record and be like, man, they're taking too much, you know, for taxes out of what I'm making. But he finds a way to paint a picture where he's basically saying like, hey, it's 2018. I should be able to get on an app on my phone and dictate where this money is going, whether it be for curriculum, whether it be for, you know, investing in his own community as opposed to not knowing and then it ends up being some company that's you know pushing guns and they end up in his neighborhood so the way that he painted that picture like again I think he's he's really in depth and in touch with himself and and he knows where he wants to go with the messages on this album yeah um I I think that I think that this this is really just this is Cole kind of finding you know how you get to that kind of awkward um, place where, and I I think him and Kendrick kind of hit it around around the same time, right? Where people might still view you as new, but you're actually not. You're not OG yet, but you're not new. Well, they've been saying that about vet. Cole and Kendrick, and it's like, Guys, That's, they've been around for 14 years now. Exactly, you know? right? They're not so the new artists. It's this thing where, like, you're not OG yet, but you are a vet. Mm-hmm. And you're not a rookie. You're far from a rookie. You're closer to an OG than you are a rookie. Right. Right? So uh, it's this kind of uh, growth that you saw from him. And, and to be fair, even in For Your Eyes Only, it, there was a growth in him. I, I just think he hadn't figured out yet how to make that palatable from a music exactly side. how right. to how to make that actually sound good as opposed to making it sound like you're just reading it or like off listen, a sheet of yeah, paper, like listening to a textbook or something. Exactly. Right. So, um, I think I think on this album he had he really did find that lane, mm-hmm. and I I don't think you know for for my money when it comes to a lot of people make music that uh, references things like this, mm-hmm. talks about things like this. I think that KOD is probably the shining example, um, example of that. And we've talked about before, um, you know, how we how we kind of have gone separate ways with it since the release. Mm-hmm. Like we, you know, obviously everybody was excited, still cold. I was out on cold from... For your eyes only, but that don't mean when KLD came out that You're I wasn't not gonna go listen to it. it. Right? Um, shit, I haven't liked a Kanye album in in over a decade, and I'm still checking every Kanye album. Like, it's still certain people are still gonna make You're me gonna say give like, them the, if they're dropping yes. something, I'm gonna go listen to it because right. what if this is the one? Right. I'll give right? you 45 minutes to an hour of my time to see if there are any redemptive like, oh, he's back. It's still in there. With it. It's right. Still living in right. there. Right. Um. So. I would say since this album has has come out, um, I, it's grown for me. Mm. Like I think that it has aged incredibly well, and I think I like it now even more than I did when it came out, because it's, there is a lot to unpack on this album, and um, I just do have a, a more of an appreciation for kind of uh, the type of look I have. 
it would take a whole different episode for me to really just talk about what I think of Cole as a whole. Um, So that's for another time. Right. But I do kind of appreciate uh, his growth as an artist on this album in this on this album in particular well, there's real risk taking with a project like this Very especially much is, following right? up uh, the disappointment that was for your eyes only well plus this was uh coming out at a time where there was actually uh there was a lot of like good Music being made in hip hop, whether or not we feel that way, but there's 2018 a lot of, was a, an outstanding year, and, and some exactly. would argue it was like the last like really great year. Exactly for right. Yeah. So he's going against a lot of things that are selling, mm-hmm. and he's coming a completely different direction with it. He's kind of, for lack of a better word, preaching, mm-hmm. and I just think he found the perfect lane. Like he 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 delivered it in a way that. Uh, was brilliant that I think very few people are able to do without sounding like they're trying to put themselves on a pedestal, you know, because yeah. it's easy to sound that way too, right? Like, look at what they're doing. I don't do that shit. I'm I'm like the old school cats. That's why I'm the best at this. I'm true hip hop. Mm-hmm. He wasn't doing any of that. Like, you don't take that at all from this album that he's out there saying, like, that ain't hip-hop, this is hip-hop, look at what they're doing, no, there's I'm not a, doing there, that. there's a genuine level of concern. You can hear the, con- the conviction in and his voice. And he wants voice. to see them win. And it, I think Cole has that in him. Cole has a lot of, like, I want to see everybody win yeah. in him. And I do like that about him, Right. Too. No, he seems like a great dude, to be honest. Yeah. Like, he's not one of those guys that's, like, making this because it's um, – the thing that nobody would expect. And it's like, okay, this is, this would catapult my next album because nobody's doing anything like this. No, he did this because he wanted to. Right. And I think even on like some of the bouncy or fun songs, you're still getting messages, right? Like motivate or ATM. Like, um, if I had one gripe with this album and maybe it's why it's, it hasn't aged as great for me. It has nothing to do with the theme has nothing to do with his bars. I wish sometimes that Cole's projects weren't so insulated. Like, he handles all of the production on this, and I feel like in order for you to do that, like, you better be, like, just incredible. Like, I, I don't want to hear an album produced by one person unless they offer a little bit of versatility, and I feel like that's my one gripe with Cole at times is that his production can kind of just sound the way it is, and that's what it's going to be for the duration of a project. So um, that is one of my gripes mm-hmm. with Cole. Um is he does not give up the reins very often mm-hmm. when it comes to production. And and just to be frank about it, uh, no pun intended. I was about to say, I'll be Steven about it. Yeah. Be frank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's not great at it. Right. He, he's not great at it. Like it's he's I, not more horrible. often. No, he's not horrible, but yeah. more, more often than not, I, find his beats to just be kind of there. They right. never enhance a song. Right. They don't destroy a song, but it never makes a song better. But that I do feel that this album is an exception, and that's okay. kind of the, the theme to me of this album is a lot of these things are an exception to maybe how I might feel about Cole otherwise. Mm-hmm. I think that this is like if he could sh- just channel this shit on every album, and it's not asking too much because he is that talented. He is that skilled as an MC. If he could channel this, he would be where I have other people. I'm not doing that right now. Yeah, I know what, I know what you want to say. But he doesn't. Mm-hmm. But just to this album in particular, 
Um, I do think he nailed the production on this. Okay. I think the production was was perfect for what he was delivering. It is dreary. I mean, yeah. it, like for the most part, like it's very somber. And even when he's taking on, like even when he's kind of mimicking the the uh, the SoundCloud rappers and right. how they do things, the beats for that are perfect, right? right. Like. He he's putting the right beats on the right songs, and then on the ones that are a little more gloomy, he has that kind of feel on melancholic them. type of yes, exactly. So um, I, I I just think you know this album, no matter where you had it when you first heard it, the one thing it's not gonna do, even if it doesn't uh, age better and better with time, right. it's never gonna age. It's never gonna get fall worse. off. Yeah, I, like it's, I agree it doesn't with that. sound worse. It might not like ascend as the years go by for me. Like I. I for me personally, again, I think it's like I think it's a, a great album, arguably his best, depending on what you're looking for from Cole, because there are a couple different um, type of projects from him that are going to be very different. So, but I would never like drop it as the years go on. I think again, the one thing that kind of scales it back a little bit for me is the production. It can get a little bit monotonous, but this is still a damn good album. Um, would you consider it to be his best? I enjoy this album more than any of his albums. Okay. I would say... Um, we should talk about the changed, cover, too. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. It's changed over the years, mm-hmm. right? Um, like, I love... So, when it came out, I loved Born Center. So, when so when Born Center came out, I immediately felt like, all right, like, Cole was good before, but now I feel like he's taking a step. He He's going to end up being, like, great, right? Mm-hmm. Then he drops 2014, and it's like, this is this is the culmination, it's right? An, like evolution of this it, right? is this is about to keep going. It's about to keep going, um, and so at the time, for many years, I still had Born Center over 2014, even though 2014 was, without question, the, the more polished and and I would say complete, mm-hmm. concise album. Yeah, because Born um, Center got a little long in the tooth as well. It did, yeah. and it kind of, I don't think Born Center exactly really knew what it wanted to be. It was just kind of a bunch of his thoughts just thrown up everywhere, but he was still it was still great because mm-hmm. you know he's good and then for your eyes only came out and and it's not just that it's like other shit cuz he he does the uh, other what's the the other shit called with his like label uh, dreamville yeah mm-hmm. all of that stuff compilations and trying and, to push his and, artists and i just felt like they were terrible right like i, I didn't like anything he it's was hard doing to push after a crew, 20, man after 2014 i did i wasn't liking anything that he was really doing mm-hmm. or that I was hearing and it's like well there's right. like a three and a half year period between 2014 yeah. and this album so yeah especially when you look at what other artists again we won't go into that but what they're doing at the time it's like man they're continuing to get better and better and better and I do feel like Cole got a so what stale. I wanted from from Cole and uh, there's two ways to look at it right either I didn't get it or I got it not in the way that I thought I would and I was so upset by it right what I wanted from Cole after 2014 was, all right, now I want to see you take a chance on something because some other people were, were doing that, yeah. right? So They weren't going the conventional route with Right, they kind of wanted to explore, like, all right, how great am I fully as an artist? Right. Like, how far can I go? I didn't want to hear 2014 again. Right. Let's, well, we didn't get that. No. Yeah. No. So I want him to, like, kind of take a chance, do something different, right? So I can either say he didn't give me that or I can say he did give me that and it was terrible. Right, it just didn't work. Like, so, uh, you know, that's why I, I felt that way. But anyway, so KOD comes out and at that point I had it. Um, 
at that point I had a born center. Um, 2014 KOD. 2014 KOD. Right. Now, as the years have gone on, I I do think I have KOD first. Okay. I have KOD first, then 2014, then Born Center. Because yeah. I will give tw- 2014's highs just are much higher than Born Center. I think those albums are closer than people give them credit for. I think... I think most people actually have 2014 as Cole's best album. I oh, do personally. Yeah. Even even you know, and that that's nine years old now, and I yeah. would still kind of have it there. But KOD is like a close two. Yeah. Um. One thing that when he announced this album that kind of reeled me in, I did want to talk about the cover because I'm like a stickler for like I feel like a cover. I've always been that way. Just going to the store and seeing like, damn, that looks cool, man. Like I hope the music can live up to that, you know. And this cover was like. I think a perfect representation of what this album was. It for, was like packaging all of this together. And this is going to be your theme. You basically have Cole and like a, like an old school style painting. And he's almost like a, a Messiah. Like yep. the eyes are rolled back in the head. He's got the King's crown. And then underneath the, the cloak, the rope, yep. you have um, all of these kids rappers and kids basically. and on drugs. Right. And it, you know, it gives it the preface. It's no, in no way intended to glorify drug usage, but like it is, you know, the kid snorting uh, Coke. It's the dude sipping lean. It's all of this. And it's almost like the representation of all of them under that robe and under that cloak. It's like he's trying to gather all of them and, like, push forward the, no, let's overcome this. Let's, all, like, let's be kings about this and, like, rise above and do all of that. And the cover was so dope, man. Like, I, 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 think I feel like it perfectly fit, like, the album. That's one of my favorite album covers of like just the last, over like the last t- 10, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Very much so. Because it's so it's so poignant. Right. Like it, I mean, he really didn't try to mask anything right. at all. Like you said, he gave the disclaimer and everything. But it needed to be that visually just polarizing. Yeah, it needed yeah. it needed to be that, right? You needed to be able to look at it and be like, Whoa. Yeah. What the, what is happening here, right? Yeah. Because that is what this shit is about. I, I will say, though, to that point, I think uh, as great as that cover is, I do think that that coincidentally might be what some of these other rappers took them. such exception yes. to, right? Yeah, be- yeah, yeah. Not because of the the imagery of the kids doing drugs, but more so him being this kind of godlike, godlike figure yes, like while a, a very their Messiah type kids of- under his robe right. doing drugs. right. That's the only, I would say that only that imagery is where he portrays that. He perpetuated a little and bit. And I can't of, say, I cannot argue against anyone looking at that and saying like, Oh, this is so what we are. I'm, I'm like, I'm one just of a junk. I'm a, yeah. I'm a yeah. junkie under your reign here. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's where I can see them having pushback. Right. Mm-hmm. Because I, I would probably have a visceral reaction to that too, where it's right. like what I'm supposed, what you OG, like you, my daddy now, like yeah. what the fuck? So that's it. But when if you actually listen to the album, again, that is that's not at all the right. angle he's coming from, and and he doesn't even portray that for a second do on you, this album. Do you have uh, like a, a favorite from this project? Um, I I really I really do love the whole album, so it's hard to say because I love all of them for different reasons. But I do think Kevin's heart and um, well, you had the music video with him in and, it, you know, yeah, yeah, and probably probably motivate okay motivate ironically to me man that's one of the beats that i love and it it reminds me of like one of those bouncy old like no limit type of motivate 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 like i like i love that song i think for me it'd probably be once an addict um i like the 
because a lot of artists have talked about like parental um, struggles with drug addiction and yep. stuff like that. But I feel like this is one of the examples because Cole's such like a an excellent MC. Like he really paints that picture. It's easy yeah. to get on a record and be like, "Man, my mom was on drugs. Daddy wasn't home." Da, 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 he's da. very like, good with that. He's very good. Like he painted that from like just little incidents where it's like he's coming home early in the morning. He knows what it's about to be with her. Like all of these struggles where it's like isolated um, moments that he's pointing to, and it, it, like you can really envision that, you know. Yeah. So I would say that that's probably my favorite. I could easily go with a song like "Motivate" because it's fun. But I'm I'm doing the album like a disservice if I'm just gonna pick the one song that's like the fun song on the album. It's like if I'm appreciating this because of the theme and how much he embraced this concept, I'm more drawn to like a song dealing with that. Right. You know what I mean? Which is why I do think um I, Kevin's heart is probably number one for right. me. I think the the everything is perfect on it. I love I love his production on this. I love the subject matter. Um and I I do love how personal Cole gets. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is something that um I would say just one of one of the things one of the words you would have to use when you describe Cole is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. He's he always has that vulnerability and it's it kind of flips that whole like masculinity shit on his head, right? Because he is still viewed by many people as being the man, right? Mm-hmm. But Cole is as vulnerable an artist as you'll see. Like he will talk about his personal struggles. He will talk about his feelings. He'll dive deep into his mental psyche. Like all of us are his therapists. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's, I, there's I like, Andre, love that about there's him. like Andre 3000 elements about his character as well. Like yeah. he is very much a minimalist when it comes to a lot of things, especially when oh, compared him, to him and other Kendrick are both artists like that. Yeah. Where it's like, they kind of, they rather just duck the hell off. Correct. And then, and then when you see them, you'll see them. Or you'll hear like a it. random story that he went and paid tuition for some kids. Yeah. College, you know, like something like that. Like he's very much comfortable with being vulnerable in his music, but like in terms of just being out there and perpetuating what you would expect from a normal hip hop artist, Yep. He's the polar opposite of that. There are so many qualities about Cole really as a human being and as an artist that I can truly appreciate, even though I can acknowledge that I don't just salivate over everything that he drops. You don't have to be a stand to, to really appreciate like what this dude can do when he's in his pocket. Right. Cause he's not always in his pocket, but and like, that's the thing. Right. right. But when he is, he's as good as anybody. Mm hmm. Like, I mean, he can he can really make music as good as anyone when he's in his pocket. Um, so I I just think that this this album as a whole, I can't find many, you know. Well that's the beauty of the twelve hole. That's in? the beauty of like the twelve song thing exactly. too. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Like he had all of this shit that came rushing to him over the course of those couple weeks when he wrote it down, he made just that. Mm-hmm. He didn't like 18. Oh, well, I had this, also this idea from yeah. six months ago. Let, Let me, me throw, throw that, that in, in there. Yeah, no, oh, I didn't embraced... get this in on the last album. Let me throw that in there. Like, no, he just he embraced what came to him. Yes. Boom, he stuck to the thing. He stuck to the subject matter. Um, and, and it's worth mentioning, too, this album was, like, again, for the content and the subject matter, this album was wildly successful. I think he, yes. he tied the Beatles for, like, uh, the most amount of songs in, like, I, I don't know if it was the top 20 or top 100, like, at the same time. Which is like, yeah, man, that speaks crazy. to like Cole's yeah. bass. That speaks to how good he is as as an artist, yep. and the fact that he can make an album like this, and it's still going to transcend and like do well commercially. Yep. You want to get into Nas? Let's do it. 
So Nas, this is <laughs> this is wild. And Frank, I want you to touch on this too because like we're we're both such Nas fans. And you mentioned the third act earlier, and it really has been that. Like you got you have an artist that comes out and drops what is widely to this day considered to be the best hip hop album of all time. And I'm not going to dispute that. I think Illmatic is a perfect piece of art. And then he goes through a kind of a rut, and then he comes back with Stillmatic, and then he drops life is good in 2012 which is like okay wow like this is better than the past four or five albums that he's dropped and then we have nasir as part of that good music um you know seven or five whatever how many albums once a week throughout that period around the same time that cole dropped kod ironically and it was like okay where's nas at now king's disease comes out with hit boy and Hit Boy is one of those producers, unlike Cole, in my opinion, where he can give you everything. Like you can hear a beat from Hit he Boy, is great, and you wouldn't know that. Like he does, he's not married to one particular sound, and I think that that's why. Like as Nas drops King's Disease and King's Disease Two, and then we go into Magic. Like this works so well because he is so versatile, and I feel like he breathed new life into like Nas's like wanting to make music. Uh, Hit Hit Boy is as versatile a producer as I've seen, man. Mm-hmm. Like he he really is. It he can give you whatever you need, and like it's not even just with Nas. Like Hit Boy has just produced some bangers like throughout his career, and right now, I mean, you talk about a, a Nas. Kind, Nas alluded to this a little bit, but this does feel like some gangstar shit. Like right. the the team up of the producer the new, and yeah. the rapper, yeah, and. It does feel like that where it's like, man, this was a match made in heaven right here right. because, you know, it, it does. You know, you mentioned. Right. So Nas drops um, just the holy grail of albums right off the bat. Right. And then now it was written gets the love that it should have gotten originally. But but when it was written, came out, it was not regarded as such a way. It's it wasn't viewed as a flop, too, yeah. but it was viewed as uh, that's a step. That's a step back. Right. Um. And we don't have. I'm, I I didn't say all of that to go through. Like we don't have to go through his entire catalog. No, 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 but no, it's just more I'm, so to. No, I'm saying yeah. this to. So he does have what is at best you could call it hit and miss, right. hit and miss, hit and miss. Right. I remember when Life Is Good came out. We were like, "Holy shit!" There it like, is. Like this is how like, you make a not, grown man. Not, album. It was a grown man mm-hmm. album. Like Nas dropped. Some shit that was such a far cry from anything he'd done before. I would say anything that hip hop has ever seen. Yes, I think the only was, comparable thing would be Marvin Gaye's "Here, My Dear," where it's it's an album dealing yeah. with marriage, but in a very mature way, and it's it's exploring these themes. And is is and the the reflection, the, the self reflection. There's no bitterness. It. Like it, no, it, he no. balanced all of that. owns his owns his mistakes, his flaws, right. all of it. Right. Um. So that shit comes out, and it's like. He's back. Um, and then yeah, disappointment. We after wait that. six years. Disappointment after disappointment. Right. Like that I'm listen I remember listening to Nasir and I, I just was so I was so sad. Like, cause it was just disappointment. Disappointment. Mm-hmm. Disappointment. I'm like, okay, something has to has to come along here. Like I think maybe the one song I did like was that Cop Shot the Kids song. Yeah, but on any other great Nas album that just be It's there. another song. Yeah. That's the thing. Is yeah. like I had to force myself to make one of these better than it was, right? right? So at that point it's like, 
maybe this is just what he's going to be, right? Mm-hmm. Up and down, up and down, up and down. He gets with Hit Boy, and now we're talking about, like, it's this is so different because this is not Nas kind of throwing shit that he'd written down before just on a canvas and somebody make a beat for it right. and put that shit out. Which has been something he's done pretty much a his lot. entire career. He's done like, that a lot, yeah. right? Um, this is a true resurgence and a true rekindling of the fire and the passion for music you can that Nas, you could tell, did not have for years, man. Right. And, like, it's here now. Between Lost Tapes 2 and King's Disease and Magic and King's Disease 2 and King's Disease 3, yeah. like, this shit is a true resurgence of all the seen... fire and passion that yeah. I this is no we have not ever seen from any like artist this before. yeah because it's you could this shit is coming this isn't old stuff right. this is like Nas is is right now in in the zone so much that he's dropping just year after year after year and hell with this this came what six months after. Uh, it was it six months. No, it was, it was like, like four months. Yeah, it was like three or four months. And like, I'm I'm glad that we chose Magic. I know this sounds like kind of a weird comparison to compare to Kod, and it's not so much a comparison, more so like just because they're in two totally different spectrums. It's more so like, what do you enjoy more? Or what would you consider? I, I better? I did want to say, my bad, not to mm-hmm. cut you off, but the the one thing I mentioned earlier when I said there's a, a similarity between Kod and not this album, but the artist is King's Disease, is referring to some of the same. Shit that KOD is resting on to. your laurels, and yes. yeah. So, some one of the veins of what Cole was talking about, right. is what that whole King's Disease series is about, right? But, continue. yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, you can tell Nas is so much in the zone, it's one thing to get King's Disease, and you're like, wow, okay, Hit Boy and Nas, maybe the pairing that we needed and never knew it. King's Disease 2 comes out, and it's like, okay, Nas is kind of like in his bag right now. I think King's Disease 2 like has two of my favorite songs of the past 10 years in Death Row East and, and No Phony Love with Charlie yeah. Wilson, but either way, a complete project. Nas then proves, again, he's so much in his bag that he's like, Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Yeah. Here's nine songs <laughs> that, like, the and you can tell, Frank, these aren't um, leftovers no. or outtakes. The, magic feels like, Magic might be my favorite out of all of these because it is nine songs, and I enjoy them so much. Like, it starts, off, miss it starts off with Speechless, yeah. and if you listen to that beat, it's like, Hit Boy is so in tune with what Nas would work over. Speechless sounds like some 1997 Dr. Dre, The Firm yeah. shit, but in the right way. Yeah, in the you right know? way. Then you have ASAP Rocky and DJ Premier on a song, and Premier scratching, and Nas way just sounds dogs. so, he just sounds so, like, energized and, like, rejuvenated, so much so that he was like, okay, you know what? I just put together these nine songs. Here, hold on to this until KD3 comes out, you know? And in doing that, I just, like, I think maybe it's because I didn't expect it. And it was on Christmas Eve, you know? It's just like, well, oh, wow, did. it felt so, like a so gift I mean, almost. If for anybody who, who maybe doesn't remember or didn't even know or whatever, this really wasn't some buildup. He literally just dropped, it dropped this nowhere. shit. Like, I remember waking up, and yes. we in the group chat, it was like, Nas, I think it was Sean who sent it. Yeah. He said, like... Yeah, because he checks for the music every yeah, Friday, which yeah. I, I gave up on a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. he was like, uh, Nas dropped a new album. Yeah. 
It was like, like what? what? Dude, I what ran in, about? I ran into Nick Worrell. We both were going Christmas shopping. It ended up uh, randomly at like Dick's Sporting Goods. And I'm yeah. like, bro, you know Nas just dropped an album. He's like, what the fuck? I'm going to go yeah. check it out right now. And it yeah. was one of those things where I think like the the surprise factor of it like added this like, oh, I want to go peep this. And because, again, you know how I like my albums. The fact that this wasn't 18 songs and it was nine and they're all excellent. I mean, there are like little nuggets on this album that I love just from – nostalgia and, and personal reasons. See, you got to feel me from um, Cali out to the Cali open. It's yeah, like, yeah. okay, shouting out, <laughs> yeah. you know, New Orleans. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It was something about this project that was just, like, so perfect for me. So um, on this album, I think it's, it's very interesting because there's some similarities to things that Nas has done before, but they feel so different on this album. Mm-hmm. So one thing that Nas does do on this album is is – Look, Nas has never been one that's afraid to uh, give himself flowers. Mm-hmm. He's done that throughout time because he knows who he is. Right. Like, there's nothing wrong with knowing if everybody who you else are. is saying it. Like, then I can say it too. Yeah, I can yeah. say it too, right? But this one doesn't feel like he's navel gazing. Like, right. it's not that thing where it's it's not like he's sitting there like, "Give me all my props. I need them right now." Yeah. No, it's kind of like this shit feels like Nas it like spread his angel wings and was like. I'm reawakened. Yeah. Like, look what I've done and look at look at what I'm continuing to do. And he's almost threatening you, like, and you ain't seen shit yet. Right. Like, there's more to cut. Like, Nas is letting you know, man. Like, like three on the way. Like, yeah. I am awakened, bro. Like, this is it. This is, he even says on here, like, basically, I could just retire, live the old man life on all this money and sit around and do whatever the fuck I want to do with my life. Right. I could go and start all these different business ventures. Well, and now he live, is. Now well, no, he, he is. is but, yeah. but what I'm saying is I could go start these business adventures and just be CEO guy. Right. I could just do that, right? But the music is alive in him, like fully alive and reawakened in a way that – and I hate it's you have to so give credit to you when have you to listen. give credit to Hit Boy for that because I don't yep. feel like Nas would be doing this if he didn't feel so comfortable in the studio with a guy I like that. I do Hit not Boy. think there's anyone else who right. first of all, it's rare these days. I feel like we talked about this on a recent episode. Yeah. It's rare for you to even have uh an artist and producer that they did the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, the like, whole like the alchemist do the does whole, that. Like, yeah, he, certain, yeah. yeah. But alchemist, that's his his thing. his thing. Like, usually if you go get the alchemist, you're probably getting him to do. Your whole shit. 11, 12 songs. You at least yeah. should if you yeah. can. Um, but they're doing like, this is just like an anthology of. It really is, man. Of just them. Because if you think about if you stack all of these together, like, and this is what's been released. I mean, you know Nas. Like, Nas has probably more unreleased material than anyone. Maybe Wayne or something like that. But, like, Nas could probably put out, like, a Lost Tapes 3 of genuine leftovers Easily. and outtakes with hit boy. But if you look in terms of what they've released over the past three years, right? Let's just say two and a half, because I want to say King's disease came out in like August of 2020. Um, how many songs is that? Like at least 50, right? Yeah. yeah that have least. all been like hit boy and Nas. And at no point are you like, all right, man, I'm getting a little tired of this combination. It's like, no, I want more, you know? Yeah. Um, I look, I, I was, there's there's been points where I've been really excited for kind of the next step for Nas. Um I remember he had on the on the Khaled album, the was it Nas album coming? Nas album done, I think. Nas album done. Yeah. Um and I, I loved it, right? Cause it sound he sounded so good like mm-hmm. on that 
on that production. And I was super excited, like, all right, what are we about to get? And then that was that was before Nasir, right? Correct, yeah. yeah. So then Nasir, the Nas album that was done that he was talking about was Nasir. Um, no, I don't think it was. Was the, it not? No, Did because, it get scrapped? Yeah, well, it probably is sitting in the vault somewhere because Nas' album done, I want to say, came out in, like, 2015 or 16. And as we know, Kanye literally, like, flew all of these yeah, guys out to Wyoming to the and then just did the session. So what you got That's was true. Yeah. Nas like rushing this and yeah. kind of putting, like we talked about putting yeah. those verses over beats. But see, I'm wondering, that's the thing I'm, I'm thinking the content that he wrote just got applied to that new production. Maybe and it sounded like ass. Maybe it like, it you never would have thought Nas and Kanye would be the dud. Now, album. now that being said, the, the album he was referring to could have been the lost tapes too, or most of what was on there, which Maybe. was, I mean, those were. There I are, love that album. There are references. I to love like, that album. There are references to. Pr- he said that that was pretty much from like 2008 to like 2016 or 15. Yeah, so it could have or it 17 been. maybe because there are references to like Prodigy's yeah. death and he died yeah. in 2017. So I think that was more of a collection of just outtakes collection. And but stuff I think like a lot of the shit probably ended, ended up, up on there on there, yeah. uh, which you know potential right. had the potential. But either way, all I'm saying is there's been. Numerous times for Nas fans over the last, you know, decade, decade and a half to get excited for something only to be like, Mm -hmm. right now, this isn't fool's gold. Like, this is, it's now consistent. The thing is, you almost lose sight of it because it's happened so So fast. fast. Yeah. But this is consistency. It's like, I wish, like, a part of me, like, had time to like truly sit and dwell and appreciate like yeah. maybe this one project. But by the time you do that, it's like, here comes, here another, comes we're, another We're being one. spoiled we're, right now. By the way, yeah. we're about due. Yeah. If we're going off of like the, right. the trajectory that they've been on, we're about due. Now, I don't know it's if it'll been be like a King's five projects in a row now. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be a King's disease for, but I have no doubt that he's still cooking up stuff with hit boy. Yeah. You, you know? can't, I mean, you, you can't break like, look, yeah, maybe you don't want to, maybe you don't want to overdo it if the magic is run out, but there's no sign that the magic would have run out. No, like K- Nas KD3 is always going to have his pin. Nas yeah. is always going to have that, and I just think it's rekindled, it's mm-hmm. resparked in him. Like he he has found a reason to write. He's found a reason to record passionately again. And Hit Boy, damn sure ain't going to lose his talent. No. in making beats like he he. Well, KD three is, is the most. Path. He's the that's the most recent release, and like that's arguably the best out of all of them. Yeah, you know, and in terms of like, oh, it's uh, only gotten better critically acclaimed opinion. and everything, like. People are like, no, King's Disease Three is where each project has gotten better than the last. I think in each my one, opinion. yep, you each know? one has gotten better. So we obviously we love this project. So I'm going to ask you two questions: favorite song, and is this a top? I'm going to say, is this a top like eight Nas album? Because I believe again he has like sixteen or seventeen. So is is this in the upper half of his catalog? The only reason I'm going to say no is because um, is because I do put KD Three before it. Okay. Um, and we would have to, we, we can do God. That would, that's a whole nother episode. It's right up there. It's right up there. Yeah. It's very close. Right. Maybe Um, top 10. Certainly. Okay. Definitely. Probably rounds that out. And it could be in that top eight. Right. Mm -hmm. I just have to go through, um, all of them, but it's, it's way up there and Mm -hmm. and deserves to be, um, and then favorite song, favorite song uh, is wave gods. Cause I, the reason why is because. Man, ASAP was so good on that. Like he was, a- and ASAP is a guy that we both like in small 
Like, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and say like I'm checking for his albums, right. but I don't think he's whack by any not, stretch. Not even close, right? right? Like ASAP is not a whack rapper at all, right? Um, and man, he was so good. He was so perfect on this feature. I think he, I think he absolutely crushed it on this song. Premiere, yeah. Like, the, I, I mean, the scratches. Anytime that Nas and Premiere are gonna come together on anything, right? Like, give me that shit all day. I will inject that straight into my veins. Wave Gods just sounded like like. A, a classic New York song, a New York song, but like uh, updated, like and modern. modern. Is yeah, so yeah. like that was the bridge of, and I, again, it I don't want to call, which is still clever, right? Because it's paying homage, like with those those scratches and with mm-hmm. those um uh, samples, voice samples right, that right, they're right. playing throughout the song is paying homage to to old school hip hop, right? But it sounds so modern, Fresh. and that's produ- That's just a tip of the cap to production hit boy's been able to tap into that on so many different yep. songs i would probably go i do think this is i'd have this in my top eight nas albums um again my rankings are are different than a lot of people when it comes to nas projects but i just love like how unexpected this was like um how tight-knit it was in terms of it being nine songs and I, this is an album that i can listen to like four times front to back like easily um consecutively favorite song i would probably go speechless because i love that updated like firm type of feeling and i think it's a perfect album album opener and i like the way it closes with dedicated too i mean the name of the album is called magic and you have the old school mr magic kind of like yep. samples throughout and again credit to hit boy for being able to put all of that together like Wu Tang is for the children. Like, bro, this album has so many good songs on it, you know, for it being nine songs. So I would definitely have this in my top eight. Let's go ahead and um, wrap this up. And again, this conversation is different than how we would normally go about this or that. I think, again, two totally different projects from two artists that are in totally different positions in their career. But I guess my question for you is to simplify all of it. What do you enjoy more and where are you leaning with this? It is two different things, right? Mm-hmm. Because what do I enjoy more? I think I enjoy KOD more. Okay. I think I enjoy KOD more. It has more versatility. Substance. Um. Yes, certainly. Mm-hmm. Has more substance. It has more versatility. Um. The production is is more versatile and not in a bad way. Um. I think it deals with it tackles a lot more important things than certainly than uh magic. Personally, what do I probably love more is is magic mm-hmm. because it means it just means more to me, like you know, just being a Nas fan and, and seeing seeing and a what's resurgence right in, now. in him yes. and seeing kind of that spark back in him. Right. That just means more to me and I think hip hop still needs that like hip hop needs for its OGs. One thing people have to keep in mind is like hip hop is still such a, uh, a young sport comparatively. Well, yeah. Yeah. To literally everything Mm -hmm. else that art, this is lit. This is our first generation of, of OGs. Like even our oldest people are not elderly. They're just, Regular old. Right. Like, we don't have people that are in their fucking 80s and 90s or yeah, that die yeah. from old age. Like, our OGest OGs are in their 60s. Right. Well, like, like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, Melly Mel and like stuff like Melly that. Like, Melly Mel, right. exactly. Like, those dudes are not in their 80s and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, this is still such a, a young sport comparatively that 
we do still need for our OGs to be making to music to still yeah. be in it to show that they still that this shit is sustainable to show that it's something that you can still have in you for the entirety of your life. We do need Nas and Jay and all these people, Cube and Snoop and yeah. all of these people to to still have that shit in them. It's important to set the standard and to still have to give those young cats like something that they can still aspire, aspire to, to yeah. right? Um so it just means more to me. Magic means a lot more to me. But I do think that the more important album and the one that if I had to put on a showcase, if I want people to see um, maybe like a, a different side of hip hop, uh, then it would be KOD. So uh, That's fair. if I'm going to if I'm going to have to just pick one, I guess I'm going to say KOD. Yeah, I certainly think KOD is the more like important album. I think that it is like in a time where. Again, I, I use like Percocet as an example. It's just like, no, this has become the norm amongst trap and hip hop. It's like, no, we're advocating that, you know, we sip scissor all the I time. Mean, people and this, are that, overdosing the all the time. He went the complete opposite way with it. And, and again, not in a preachy way. I think it is arguable that this is Cole's best album. Um, I am going to go magic, though, just because Nas is in my top two of all time in terms of the greatest to ever do this and the fact that we are seeing this renaissance. And it, it's been such a, again, like nothing we've ever seen from anyone. I mean, it's one thing for an artist to drop an album that's like, oh, wow, he's kind of he did that. You know, Life is Good could have been viewed as that. But to have four of these and, you know, for magic to just kind of be thrown in there like, no, here, take this, too. You know, this is my gift to you. It's just like, thank you. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I would say Cole's album is definitely the more important piece and could easily be considered his best. Whereas Magic is not that for Nas, but what am I listening to more? What am I going to gravitate to more? It's going to be Magic. Yeah, and um, while this isn't Nas's best, it's also, uh, in my opinion, important to view Nas's career in those stages because it is that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't compare magic to some shit from the early 90s right you just can't it's not and things are so insanely different right now than they were then and his age is so different. like he even even makes uh mention i'm uh 21 years past 27 summers or yeah something. yeah like, yeah yeah he is bro yeah like he's damn near 50 years old and again not yeah. saying that that's like ancient but like to compare something that he did when he was 19 yeah. or 20 years like old you can't, it's such a different thing so it, I, you shouldn't view it in that lens. Don't right. don't fucking compare this to to Illmatic mm-hmm. for what? And we're the only this is the only genre that does stuff like that. It, because if you look at like let's just use the Temptations for example, like what they were doing in 1965 with like My Girl and yeah. It's Growing and Since I Lost My Baby, you can't compare that to Treat Her Like a Lady from 1985. Yeah. I mean, it's two totally different it's sounds. Totally you got to acknowledge things. them though yeah. as like these are both great periods for these artists. Yeah, and that's what it is. So let us know what you guys think in the comments, certainly about the uh, the Cole album and, and how that kind of impacted hip hop. And then again, if you haven't checked out Magic, um, because it was kind of sandwiched in between and buried, you know, with the whole KD run, um, definitely check that out as well and let us know what you think. And until then, see ya. Thanks for giving us a listen. Give us your feedback and let us know how you really feel. Subscribe, rate, review, and we'll see you next week.